0: Hello, my loves. This is Kitty Sains. This is Kick It With Kitty. Thank you all for joining me on tonight. Um, This is my first show. Uh, I ask that everybody stay, stay, you know, tune with me, kind of work with me. Um, It's my first time doing a podcast alone. I'm learning that it's a lot easier when um, you have someone on your left and you have someone on your right and you have someone in front of you because you're actually engaging in a conversation. Shout out to Tri-Coastal Radio. That is my home and mother station. Um, You can always catch me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Manuscript in the Morning. Um, Also on Wednesdays, my very own show, War of the Roses, with 4 or 5 um, we talk about relationships, um, marriages, dating, you know, all that type of stuff. However, this is about me tonight. <laughs> Solo dolo. Um, this is my first episode of Kick It With Kitty. And the title of this episode is Fear of Failing. Um, I wanted to talk about Fear of Failing On my first episode because I wanted to um, highlight why I was so scared to just do it. I've actually had this channel for about two weeks. (laughs) I created it like two weeks ago. And I wanted to provide um, a title, a subject matter that we all can relate to. And that is fear of failing. However, um, before I get off into it, I just want to say to begin what I'm going to be talking about. You'll never know if you're going to fail if you don't try. Um, I, rem- I can remember in high school, um, my biggest quest was to be a writer. And if we can go back, further um even in my childhood, like I wanted to write, I wanted to write um, I remember winning a poetry contest I'm from Stamps, Arkansas, and um my hometown hero. My Angelou, a lot of people don't know that a lot of people think that she's just from St. Louis and they don't realize that a majority of Why the Cage Bird Sings took place in Stamps, Arkansas it's a small town um, our population is probably less than maybe 3,000 people um, growing up there I'm, I'm a good old country girl so you know, it's it's pretty much you're expected to go to high school, graduate from high school and either become a wife and a mother. Your career paths were as uh as follows, you could be a nurse, <laughs> you could be a CNA, you know, um however, I always knew that I was I was meant to be something great or a teacher. I forgot that one. Or a teacher, um As I got further along in school, you know, I love writing. I love reading. Matter of fact, English was one of the subjects that I excelled in. Um, it was easy for me. It came easy for me. I wrote poetry. Um, I wrote, I was good at writing essays. I was, I was good at writing and reading. I had a way with words. And even now, if you watch my, my live show on Facebook, Coffee with Kitty, um, you you you'll be able to not even just that if you if you're a friend of mine on my facebook page you'll notice like i really have my i have a way with words i know some words that not the average person you know would just know without picking up a webster's dictionary or whatever and so you know i i can remember learning to read uh i read everything Uh, Signs, billboards I remember grocery shopping with my grandmother And it seemed like on every aisle I would recite everything that I seen And you know, I can remember It made my grandma so happy She was so proud Um, My grandmother grew up in the era I think my grandmother's education May have stopped at maybe like the 8th grade If she got that far However, my grandmother didn't get to get a good education, so she was she she always pushed it. You know what I'm saying. So she was really proud. Um, the first major book that I read was I know why the Caged Bird Sing. Speaking of my Angelo, English was my favorite subject in school. I absolutely loved English. Um, I love learning new words. I learned I loved uh, using them when I wrote. And that led me into writing poetry. y'all excuse me, my little one's in the background uh it led me into writing poetry uh I actually won one of the contests uh the poetry contest that my angelo had uh she sponsored, and I was so excited you know with the with the contest uh I believe we won like a hundred dollars and then we won we won a trophy and then we were supposed to have gone to the uh we went to the radio station we did um my angela was supposed to show up may her soul rest in peace i didn't understand it as a child but i can understand it now as a grown woman um why she didn't show up but um she didn't show up and it was very very devastating it was disappointing I believe I might have been maybe nine or ten years old and so it was very very disappointing to me and I can remember that day I thought to myself I'm never gonna write again and I really didn't write poetry as much I wrote it you know as I got older I wrote it just for fun I was like I, I you know what thinking back on it I was like a little nasty little girl <laughs> cuz even back then like I was writing erotic erotically even in high school I was writing erotically um but from that point like I just I just remember being disappointed and not really caring to write anymore um However, as I got older, I I came across teachers like Mrs. Hatfield and um Mrs. Perry. Um those two um shout out to Mrs. Kenny. I'm sorry I didn't mention her. But those were, those were three teachers who made a big impact in my life. So much of an impact that I began to think, you know what? I want to be an English teacher. <laughs> I wrote an essay that landed me in a position. It's a program called Upward Bound. I'm not sure if they even do it anymore, but um, I'm I'm a part of that alumni. Um, It's a program where you get to go to college before you even graduate high school. And so I was taking college courses in like the eighth grade. And, um, you know, I, I felt so smart. And I, all I can remember is being so. I guess my ego, I think that fed my ego is that that i'm I get to go to a college campus and and study college courses, you know what I'm saying, so it was it was a really proud moment for me. My grandmother was really supportive of me. Not only did I dedicate every Wednesday to that program, but they got my entire summers in the summertime. I was doing what other kids weren't doing. I was taking college classes, and um you know it was easy. At first, when I first started out, it was so easy. But I can remember it, it began to get harder and harder for me um, as the years progressed. As a matter of fact, (laughs) I really didn't even get to finish the program because it had got hard for me. Um, It got hard for me so much to where I started acting out. And... I, be, um, me and one of the one of my friends that uh, i hung out with we started showing out and um we ended up we got kicked out because this female was saying that we were harassing her and everything like that but i can remember feeling okay with that decision because once again i didn't like it no more so i i, I left that behind um 12th grade came around, I graduated from high school, and um, I had the decision to go to SAU and finish my college career. However, I chose to go to a community college, um, UACCH, it's the University of Arkansas Community College in Hope. Um, I was still on a quest to become an English teacher. And um I can remember that first semester came and I was like, "Ah, oh, shoot. This is easy. You know, I'm gonna be all right. There ain't nothing to it but to do it." And um it was it was fun at first. I enjoyed it. And um the further along I got, <laughs> You know, I, I went from making A pluses on essays or, you know, making n- n- little to none mistakes on essays. But it just seemed like my teachers were a little harder on me. And um, I ended the semester with without my regular A and B, um, my A and B grades. And I was just like thinking to myself, like, man, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. You know, I went back for a second semester, and in the second semester, um, I had the opportunity, I wrote another essay, and, you know, my writing has gotten me around a lot. You know, I I tell people it was my singing, which my singing did make a way for me. Um, I got a scholarship, a choir scholarship, um, but it was writing that really opened a lot of doors for me, um. I ended up writing an essay and I ended up being a teacher's aide um which was um a good look on my resume um and you know I went because I wanted to see what you know I wanted to see what it was like because I remember when we had a teacher's aide that, that was another thing that that made me want to be a teacher is my teacher's aide, and her name, a teacher's aide, she I met her in the third grade, she was part of the decision I made to be a teacher. Her name was Mrs. Sprayberry, and I absolutely love that woman. I'll be honest, that was my first girl crush, but that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but uh, Miss Sprayberry, she had an influence on me as well, and I can remember. You know, I was just like, oh my god this 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 is the same thing that Miss Perberry did. I wonder, did she have to write an essay, and did she have to do all this? but nonetheless, I wrote the essay. I ended up being a teacher's aide for a fifth grade class in hope, and I can remember going in there and I was like, it's crazy that little bitty people who can barely meet your torso can terrify you." And I ain't going to lie to you. Them kids terrified the hell out of me. Um, They cussed. They fought. They they could be violent. And um, there were disturbances during class. It just seemed like it was... How about I just make it easy for y'all? It got hard for me and I ran away yet again. That's what... One, two, three, three times I ran away. Um, I didn't just take off, you guys. But um, an opportunity came for me to move to New York, and you know, even as a child, like I knew, like I'm from the country, but I knew I didn't belong in the country. I was a country girl, but I had a city. I I had a my heart long for the city. If I'm making any sense here and so ended up moving to New York. I'm young, um barely 18. About it, my 19th birthday would have came after I gotten there. I think I got there in like January of 2004. I want to say January of 2004. Um I made it there um the offer came about because a friend of my family, she had some children and she was in the army. She was active duty. And basically, she wanted an in house nanny. And, you know, I, had, I had talked to her. She had laid down her rules. She explained to me what she expected of me. Um, and it was pretty legit, it was pretty easy. All I had to do was go there. And mind you, I had just got bullied by a fifth grade class. Mind you, let me, let me mind you, but I'm running, but, um, yeah, I became her nanny, in-house nanny, you know, the agreement was, you come here, help me with my kids, um, long as you can help me with my children, you can do whatever you want to do, you can get an extra job, you know, because they were sending her on, um, I guess you could call them task. Or whatever y'all call that in the army. She was having to go in different locations. I remember one time she stayed away from home for probably like a month and a half. That was the longest I had the kids alone. Right? Me. 18, 19 years old. With some... Uh, Ashley at the time was maybe 7 or 8. And Theo was beginning... Um, t- he was coming into a teenager. I think he was like 11 or 12. And... um. You know the the boy was easy, you know what I'm saying, because you know i I could relate to him more so because you know he was a teenager and coming, and I remember me being a teenager, and, and man, that shit was hard, so I kind of wanted to be an impact in his life, so you know the little girl she was eight, and I at that time she was just oh lord i i I didn't understand it then because. As I said, I'm 18, 19 years old, but I understand it now because I have, I'm 30, well, I'll be 36 next month with a nine year old. So I get it now. But she was, she was a bit, and plus her, her kids were fucking spoiled. But, um, long story short, um, well, I can't say long story short, um, I ended up there and, you know, I was her nanny. And, You know, when she came back home, she was going to be home for a while. And I decided that I wanted to go to fashion design school. I've always been, they used to call me Fly Girl. Because, you know, I was a big girl. But I made sure that I was cute. I kept up with what was hot on TV. And I tried to emulate that. Um, I remember one time... Um, They embarrassed the hell out of me because they used to bully me in school. I was embarrassed as fuck. But I can remember one time. um... Really? I can remember once upon a time, you know. um... It was Friday the 13th. Uh, not Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the movie. Sorry y'all. I'm, I I got a call in the middle of me recording. I'm trying to text them back. But uh, y'all remember the big girl pulled up and they was like she she's supposed to be Janet Jackson, but she pulled up looking more like uh 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 Freddie Jackson. Well, I had um hold on one second, you guys. Um, I seen Janet Jackson, Poetic Justice, y'all know Janet had the long dookie braids and she had the balloon looking hat, the balloon uh, velour looking hat. Like I told y'all, I tried to keep up with fashion and they teased the hell out of me. They was just, they was like, oh, she, she thinks she's Janet Jackson. But anyway, that was just some of it. But I was just like, I thought that was my first thought. um anyway i thought i was being fashionable or whatever but truth be told it was um it was me being expressive um i'm gonna get somewhere with this story y'all i'm sure y'all are like okay is this gonna be a long story that's my favorite line on manuscript in the morning if you pay attention (laughs) but uh I'd always been attracted to fashion. I've always tried to, to imitate what I seen on TV. Um, you know, I, have always been able to, I remember cutting up my church socks. I used to get my ass towed up for cutting up my church socks to make sure that my Barbie had the, the cutest dresses and stuff like that. So I was, I, I was like, I'm into fashion. So why not? And one day a commercial came on and I was just like, you know what? That's what I want to do. It's right here on Times Square. I may even bump it to somebody famous. You know, it was it was just it was an opportunity to get closer to where I was trying to go. You know, um, at that point I had just forgot about I want to be a poet. I had forgotten about wanting to be a teacher. I had I had forgotten about anything other than I want to be. I want to be a fashion designer, so I started fashion design. Catherine Gibbs, a uh, fashion design school, and I thought it was just the the most awesome thing ever. I I was like, okay, Kitty. Sorry. I thought it was the most awesome thing ever, and you know, I just. It was it was a real big deal to me and you know at that time like I forgot all about the fact that I was a nanny I forgot all about you know the the agreement that me and this woman had I forgot all about that and you know at that point it it became you know I guess maybe I was beginning to neglect my neglect My job And so she put me out So once she put me out her house It was just like I don't give a fuck bitch Put me out your house You know what I'm saying And and at first I was just thinking to myself Once again it was like Well I guess I'll go on back home And then all of a sudden I thought about it again and I was just like, you know what? I am so tired of always running. Every time it gets hard, you run. Like I gave myself this actual pep talk. Every time it get hard, Kitty, you run. You run from everything. You always running, 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 running. Stop running. And I decided to fight back. (laughs) Um, I ended up moving in with a friend of mine. Every once in a while, I'd stay with another friend because I was determined to finish fashion design school. Um, I was couch hopping for a while. um, Lived on the streets. Well, I ain't going to say lived on the streets, but practically, you know, um, I would stay out all day long until I had to go somewhere, find somewhere to sleep or whatever. You know, it it got kind of testy and I'll honestly say that was my first my first introduction into adulthood that was the first time nobody had which I mean I had cushion obviously because I was able to get out of that situation but nobody really was holding a pillow there to uh save me from falling and it it was just as easy as me calling and saying, "Mama, I'm ready to come home," but I didn't. I refused to because I had got to that point to where I realized, "Hey, this is a pattern with me," and and I gotta I gotta finish. I gotta finish fashion design school. Long story short, shit started getting hard. It was hard for me to pay for fashion design school. It was hard for me to keep a job and make my classes. It was hard for me. You know, I got tired of sleeping. I remember one one of my friends I was staying with, bless her heart. I hope she don't never listen to this. But, yeah, if she do, she know what's up. My girl had bed bugs, and they was eating my motherfucking ass up. I BS you not. They were eating me up, and so it was just like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to stay here no more. You know, life is getting really, really hard for me. And, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go on home. And I ended up giving up on fashion design school. I made it back home. Came back home. And um, once I came back home, you know, I was kind of defeated. I kind of felt bad. I can remember when my, my Aunt Shirley, Lord rest her soul, may she rest in peace. She came to New York to get me. And at that point, it was just like... I'm not leaving New York without my car. I had a car at the time. And we tried to get the car back home. The car ended up quitting on us. And I think it was Philadelphia. Was it Philadelphia? Ended up, My grandma ended up having to spend more money for me to get back home. And, you know, like I said, I was just walking around feeling like a failure at that point. It was just like, what do I do at this point? And so, I remember picking up. My pen and paper again. And I began to write. I started writing to beats and stuff. And um a homeboy of mine heard me write he heard me rap and he ended up inviting me to the studio. It had been a while since I had been in the studio. I played around with it or whatever. That that's that's part of the story that I forgot to add to. You know, I began to sing and everything, but people used to tell me I couldn't sing, so I quit. So we got. She quit poetry. She quit writing poetry. Ended up quit. I wanted to be a teacher. Didn't want to teach no more. You know. Ended up quitting fashion design and quit singing. Like I said, this had become a pattern, and I'm and like I said, y'all hang in here with me. I'm a, I'm gonna go somewhere with this. Just listen to me. I'm gonna go somewhere with this. I'm gonna get somewhere with this. Y'all just hang in there with me. I acknowledge the fact that I had a pattern of running. I I I feared failing. I felt I feared it. You know what I'm saying? And I feared it so much that. Even if I was right there at the brink of me actually succeeding, I ran away before I could even find out. I ended up coming back home, getting back into music real heavily or whatever. And, um, you know, I got to a point to where it was just like, you know, people had started believing in me. I began doing shows and, you know, things seemed to really be be getting off the ground for me. I ended up hooking up with my, my best friend. She had graduated from, from college with her mass communications degree. And so, you know, she took it upon herself to be my manager. And at this point, like, I'm really out here in these streets thinking I'm popping. Like, yeah, I'm that bitch, nigga. <laughs> I'm her. I'm the one, you know. Um, and... You know, at that point, like I said, I had so many people in behind me. Um, you know, um, my road manager—he, his family was pretty much tied into the industry, and he had a cousin who had moved into town for a little bit in the town where we were staying. shout out to Texas County, Arkansas. She ended up coming into town and she began helping me. Um, she she was playing part as my publicist. Her husband played in the NBA. And, um, once he came back, he, he left the Falcons and ended up in Canada, uh, playing, uh, playing football for, I forgot who exactly he paid, played for, but he was playing out of the state. And so, you know, once he came, once he came back from retiring, um, she had, she had him become my trainer. He started training me. I got in shape, you know, and they're really molding me to be this big freaking music mogul and at that point I, I really did believe in myself why why would these people invest so much into me if it wasn't true if I couldn't be a star you know what I'm saying so I ended up uh we ended up moving into moving to Atlanta I think this happened around 2009 and 2008-2009 Within a fucking year, I ended up pregnant. Not only did I end up pregnant, I ended up severing ties with my best friend. We're best friends now. I love you, Marquita Newton. (laughs) We ended up getting into a really, really bad fight. Because, I mean, we're still kids and, and... At that time, like, I didn't acknowledge the fact that I had a mental illness and nobody that was dealing with me even knew that I had a mental illness. That itself is another episode. We're not going to go any further with details, but we just going to touch on that. But, you know, and nobody really knew how to deal with me. And so, you know, within that, it seemed like I alienated everybody that was a part of my life at that time and like i said i ended up getting pregnant and once again it got hard for me so i ended up running away um i came back home i was in atlanta georgia for all of a year and ended up having to come back home and so i came back home to have my child uh I probably got I got pregnant around my birthday in 2010, I do believe, and I ended up having him the end of 2010. He was supposed to be in a New Year baby, but he ended up coming December 28th. Mommy loves you, King. You um you blessed my life. Um once I got pregnant with my son, you know, I kind of I kind of gave up then, you know. It was just like I didn't have anybody, and not just that. Like, I found out a horrible story about my baby's father. He had been running game on me, my little young ass. And, you know, it just seemed like it got too hard. So, once again, I ran away. Came back home to Arkansas. And the only thing that I could not run away from was raising this little boy. <laughs> the one thing that I couldn't run away from was my child. Um he was diagnosed with autism at the age of 4. And um it was horrible watching him grow up. Um that's another episode. Autism was hard, you know, uh before he got diagnosed. There were some horrible things that I had to go through. But I could not run away from raising this little boy. Even before the diagnosis. After the diagnosis. Um, we have the diagnosis. Now what do I do? I Up until I had my child, I was able to run away from everything. Everything. I couldn't run away from being his mom. And that was driving me crazy because, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry. He's bringing me to tears, (laughs) y'all. I could not run away from being my child's mother. Up until that point, I had been able to have free will. Like when things got hard you know i i I can get the fuck away from it. It's hard. I don't have to finish it. It's hard. I don't have to finish it. you know, and so, um, we begin this journey. You know they said that my son wouldn't do a number of things and 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 God bless his soul <laughs> everything that he said he they that everything that they denied him and said that he wouldn't be able to do he did. Um, I remember they told me that I would have to take care of him the rest of his life. My son does all the things that, you know, um, they said, he not so much they said he wouldn't, but things that I never believed he'd be able to do, like brushing his hair, brushing his teeth, taking a bath. Um, We are still working on him talking and, and things of that nature. But I can remember a time my child's legs were breached. Um, they were growing inward, and um they told me he'd never walk and You can't even look at my son now and and tell that how badly bowed his legs were as a little kid. Sometimes I have to pull out pictures and show to people you know exactly how bad it was because I don't think anybody knew exactly how bad it was because I was ashamed of my son, so I kept him pretty much hidden from the world because why after running all my life the one thing i could not run away from was being his mother ended up getting over that and um i started singing a little bit got into singing a little bit again um kind of made a name for myself i am the queen of live entertainment um in my hometown and um, you know, I still loved singing, but there was something missing, you know. Um, I remember prior to me coming here, my boss now at Tri Radio, shout out to Big Rip. Um, he had made a post one day. I would I would send him some of my music here and there. Um At the time, I really couldn't afford to do music because, you know, I couldn't work because I was a full-time mommy. Um, King, taking care of King required my complete care. Um, It still does to this day. Um, But uh, I couldn't work at the time. And I remember uh, Dean Manuscript, he made a post. I think this might have been maybe two, well, now three years ago. Actually, four years ago, he made a post stating that he wanted a female cast member for his morning show. And at that time, like, I was just like, wow. You know, I could remember um, while I was still doing live music in Tessacana, I went to the radio station one day. And it was, it's so crazy to me because, you know, now I look back on it now because I'm actually on the radio. I'm actually doing my, I actually have my own show. And right now here today, here I am doing my own podcast solo. Um, I told him, you know, give me, you know, well, let me finish. He made an offer. He said he needed a female host for a show. And I thought to myself, damn, I could do that, you know? I could do that. And so I hit him up, and I was just like, man, if you save that spot for me, I promise you I'll come out there and I'll do it. And he told me, you know, we'll see. And I think he gave, i gave, he might have gave a couple of other girls a try, a couple of other hosts a try. And I don't think it it, and this is why I tell people all the time, what God has for you is for you. No one else can claim that. Because I do believe he gave quite a few others chances to be a part of you know that his 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 team, and it didn't it didn't work out for whatever reasons. I'm not speaking negatively on anybody by no means necessary, but it didn't work out with them, you know. And so, one year passes by. I was supposed to move to Texas, and I did not. I stayed there. Why? Because I was scared. I was scared. I had not left since I came back with my son. At that time, I do believe King might have been like six. He may have been six or seven. And I was just, no, he was six. Um, and I was scared to leave because at this point, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm able to afford our lives. You know, I'm able to maneuver. I got a car. You know, everything is good. So, So why fuck it up, you know? Or so I thought. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Um, I was getting Section Eight. I was scared to leave the Section Eight because I was just like, "What if they? What if they don't? You know, what if they don't move my Section Eight? How am I gonna afford the cost of living there?" And there were so many things, so many excuses that I was fucking making. And then 2000 was it 2000? Yeah, 2018 popped up. And there were a num- number of things that happened within that year to a point to where it was just like, "You know what? fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I left my section eight. <laughs> I left all type of of the, all the assistances that were helping me and my son. I left everything. I had a big-ass house, two-bedroom house. I went from a two-bedroom home to currently living in a one-bedroom apartment. and But it's a pretty nice size apartment, me and my son. We maneuvered this thing real good. Anyway, I ended up downgrading. I downgraded because I felt like my new life would be an upgrade. I did it and when I tell you God has done nothing but bless me since then <laughs> you know they said uh, uh uh everybody closed out everybody it seemed like as though everyone around me was closing doors in my faces as if they had forgotten that God had filled the house up with plenty of windows somebody shout hallelujah <laughs> cause we having some church in here um I told y'all all the things that I have told y'all tonight because I wanted you to take something from it. Stop running. Stop running. Stop giving up on you. How how about I say this? Stop running from you. You remember when I said I had my baby and, all, and that was the only thing that I couldn't run from? Because my baby is a reflection of me. He is a part of me. I couldn't run from me anymore. My son made it to where I had to sit still and pay attention. I had to sit still and learn. I had to sit still and listen. I had to sit still and discipline myself. I couldn't no longer run. And being a mother, when I say that's something that I feared. That I'd fail a million times over and over and over again, even right now. Sometimes I wonder to myself, am I failing as a mother? But it's the one thing I can't run from. Stop running. If there is, if your dreams, you uh, shout out to Lady Duchess. She said this in one of her live videos. Or was it her YouTube? She said this in one of her YouTube videos. She said, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. And see, I was thinking my, the chances of my dreams were coming true were too small, is what I was thinking. And that was scary enough for me to run. But I got to, I've come to a point now to where I can't run anymore. And I've come to a point now where I don't run anymore. If I do run, it's running towards all my dreams, all my aspirations, everything that I want to do. Not ever in a million years could you have told me that out of all the things that I had went through, out of all the quests that I had taken to be something else, Cause that, that ain't where it stopped, y'all. I I don't went from, I I went from. I told y'all I wanted to write poetry. I went from writing poetry to at one point in the time I wanted to be a writer. I thought you know I'm gonna write books. And then I went from wanting to be a writer, period, to wanting to be a teacher. From wanting to be a teacher to wanting to be a fashion designer. To from wanting to be a fashion designer to wanting to be a model. From wanting to be a fucking model to wanting to be just alive. A local live entertainment, entertainer. From wanting to be just a local live entertainer to wanting to be someone, a, a, a beautician. I wanted to do hair, even wanted to do hair at one point of a time. But I ran from it. Because whenever shit got hard, I ran from it. I no longer run from anything that I want to do. Why? Because I was put in a position to where I couldn't run no more. And that taught me, that that, that gave me um, discipline. I stopped running. I have been here in Fort Worth, Texas for over a year now. Um, I am still at Tri-Coastal Radio. A lot of people thought that, oh, I was leaving. No, this wasn't about me leaving. This was about me facing my fears. Even tonight as I talked to y'all, I thought to myself, Lord, this is going to be hard. I kept putting it off, putting it off because I'm doing it by myself. It's scary. It's hard. But I decided I'm going to go ahead and do this very first episode of Kick It With Kitty. Because I couldn't run anymore. Stop running from your dreams and run towards them. And I'll leave you guys with that. At the beginning of this uh, segment, at the beginning of this episode, I said that um, you can't fail if you don't try. Failure is not trying. Not giving, putting in the effort, not putting your first foot forward, that's failing. So, I'm not sure who needs to hear this tonight, but baby girl, baby boy, my loves, my kittens, my little kittens, (laughs) kitties, kittens, go for it. Go for it. And don't give up. Until you satisfy that yearning that you have in your heart for what you want to do, do it. I've been in radio for one year and I don't think I want anything more than to remain a radio personality. I've helped people. I've encouraged people. And let's be clear, I started all this with just being a a social media personality. But there are people who inbox me. There are people who email me. On a daily basis, I'm opening messages that say thank you for being you. And little do they know, I've been running from me forever. <laughs> Having a child is what made, put me in a position to where I couldn't run anymore. Stop running from them and start running towards your dreams. I hope, like hell, I bless somebody's soul tonight with just my story alone. God bless you all. I'll see you next Wednesday. Y'all come kick it with Kitty. Peace.